Let's be honest, parenting can be messy and hard, but also so rewarding. In this podcast, we'll share all the ups and downs of parenthood, as well as share some of our favorite tips and tricks for parenting using both our experiences and expertise from our professional lives as a speech and language pathologist and teacher, but also our everyday lives as moms just trying to balance it all. We're so glad you could join us. Hello, welcome to, and then we had kids. I'm Jenny. And I'm Sheena. And today, excuse me, has felt like a day. It's one of those where even though I got a full night's sleep, I can't complain about that. But from like the moment I woke up and my kids woke up until now in which bedtime was one of the harder ones in a while where my daughter just like kept appearing downstairs. The day is like never ended. This is how I feel about the entire week. (laughs) It's been a week. I mean, like I know Halloween. I love Halloween. It was a great day. I had so much fun, but it's definitely like the trickle down effect of all that excitement. And and my kids don't even eat that much candy. So I can't Mm -hmm. even blame the sugar part of it. Maybe your kids enjoy the candy. Kids for sure do. My kids don't. It's all sitting in their buckets. I'm still eating it. And I'm like, oh, I, need to get I mean, I'm eating it too. And I definitely <laughs> stole all the Reese's peanut butter cups and put them in the fridge because I like my Reese's peanut butter cups cold. Oh, look at you. And I'm like, oh, you, you can't eat these. And then like I, you won't them. like them. No, they're too spicy. Uh, oh, that's a good way to not have to share. Mm-hmm. But And I sent you a picture in the middle of the day of a lovely drawing that my daughter did of this giant snowman. Sounds adorable. It, it, it Sounds was adorable. Cute. It was, she did a really nice job on her snowman. However, however, it was done on my couch and marker. Huge, so, like a huge snowman, like covered like multiple cushions. I was trying to be productive while my other one napped. I'm like, look at me. Like, I can't just sit around, do nothing. She's having some quiet time coloring. Perfect. Super independent. I'll let her be. I'll put my Halloween decorations away. Come back. And I go, what'd you do? Then she bursts into tears. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't. I wanted a big snowman and the paper wasn't big enough. I had provided her with all the materials she needed. It's not like she had to look. I legitimately laughed out loud when I saw that text come through because it was giant. I was supporting students. So we've just been really down staff at work. And then so I've been helping as much as I can wherever needed as a teaching assistant, as a custodian, like whatever staff need me to do, I am happy to jump in there. And so <laughs> I, it was just like wrapping up with that. And I saw your text come through and I laughed out loud mostly because I know what it's like now. It's been a while since they've actually, no, I should not say it's been a while since they've colored on our furniture. (laughs) They probably did that like two days ago. Um, but that's definitely the MO of my younger one. It's not the MO of mine. I know, which is why I found it so hilarious. (laughs) It's not, she's one where like, I could leave her in a spot. I feel really confident that she knows what she like should do, what she should not do giant snowman not one that I'm gonna frame put up on my wall nope I then spent the next like 15 minutes trying to clean it all up and then this I had is to why thought, this is why what? we've switched over to washable markers in our household because I used to have 
Oh, permanent it was washable. Thank goodness. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I've since hidden those as well. Those do not make their appearance unless we're doing like a special art project. So luckily it was washable. That was like the positive reframe that I could use. Um, and there was like no real reason for me to get like super upset. It was just like another thing to the day sort of piece. It was very unexpected. It was. And it is, it all started with this morning. And this has been the past few mornings. My daughter has had, she loves school, but the morning has been tough. The transition. And it's not like about leaving. It's not about stopping what she's doing. It's now been, I mean, she's so my daughter how her clothes feel specifically Uh. like underwear and pants we don't like how they feel so then we're like all ready to go everybody's dressed my son is good to go he's like halfway out the door ready to be put into the car then my daughter is back in the house half nude she's taken off her clothes and then it's what outfit change I, i have she has gone through in the past like three mornings um I can't even count how many outfit changes she had because I'm just at this point like try a different pair of underwear try a different pair of pants try it you you have to wear like that's the non-negotiable is this in this and then she's like I want my teacher I'm like good she wants to see you like put your clothes on I'll get her to you or I'll get you to her like let's go and so I've like asked my her teacher about it and like I'll pick her up from school and her teacher's like she had a great day I'm like awesome right that's so good and I mean I'm glad she can be there but I am like what is the piece that like I'm missing so and it got me thinking of like we have I mean it's already November right and so we have parent-teacher conferences in like a couple weeks same yeah and so and granted for preschool they're 10 minutes long so we wanted to talk a little bit about in this episode like parent-teacher conferences because it seems like it's so different like I remember when well you still are on like the educator end of it and how that feels like and now we're on like the parent end of it and I kind of always like imagined it would be like but it's sometimes it sometimes still like catches me off guard in the way that I feel like I think I know what they're going to say about my kid. And then there are times where I'm like, if they're going to say something negative, am I going to get defensive? Mm. Am I going to think like, yeah, I know her better than you or like something like that. Even though that's not really good. Like her teachers have been great, but I feel like there's like that feel of like walking into parent teacher conferences It's different as a parent. It is. I think like you don't know what to expect. (laughs) And I will say, I feel like from the educator side too, like no one wants to share bad news or like share what your kid's struggling with. Right. Um, But it feels different as a parent. Totally. I remember at, you obviously weren't there because you had already been working at the school district longer than I had, but it was a training for new staff. So it was like my first week working fresh out of grad school in the summer. Um, And this woman who was like really big in the district, like a super great advocate, wonderful woman. We're all there. She walks in and she throws this frozen turkey down on the table. 
Have you ever heard this story or did she do it with you? She did not do it with me, but I think I've heard you say it before. Yeah. So she threw this like frozen turkey down on this table and there's maybe like 15 of us around and we're all like, okay, what does this have to do with anything? And while I can't remember specifically like her explaining it, the key was she was a parent who had kids with special education needs. And she said, your job as an educator is to never have parents feel like this frozen turkey moment. Like, what the heck is going on? How come I'm not informed? Where is this communication? Where is this coming from? And so for me, it was like, oh, shoot. Like, yeah, that's really key. You're right. Like, there should be this ongoing communication with parents, with teachers, And so I always like to think too, with parent-teacher conferences, it shouldn't be the first time that you're hearing anything like really, 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 really negative. Uh, Ideally, in an ideal world, I should put that out there. In an ideal world, well, like you were saying, um, there's always going to be like positives and areas of growth with parent-teacher conferences. So that's kind of just like that goes with it, but it should not be the time as a parent you're hearing these like your kid has been out of the classroom for 30 minutes at a time, or he's like incredibly dysregulated or she is not social or like those big areas. I mean, it does feel like, okay, school just started, but it's been a while and there've been opportunities for communication. Hopefully. Um, I would hope so. Right. So that was like that frozen turkey moment. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, that's my same idea with um, special education and when a, you know, if your student is, your child's receiving special education services, you have what's called an IEP, that individualized education plan. And at those meetings, I, it is my biggest pet peeve. And I think I said this before, maybe on one of the episodes, it's my biggest pet peeve when staff will share something new like that. Yeah. Right. Like there should be nothing that the parents are surprised by at that meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're calling to say like, Hey, you know, Johnny needs to work on X, Y, and Z or, Oh, you know, like we had a little trouble with Sarah today. You better be calling and giving them all of the positive news also. Yes. Yeah. I think it's important as like us as parents, like we can easily focus on the negative. So if that's like all you're hearing from school, it's going to be really hard to have a positive kind of like walking into a parent teacher conference. If like, if at this point, all you feel like is you've gotten negative, 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 it's definitely positive. Every kid has positive things, positive qualities, strengths that a teacher should be sharing. And I think that um, parents also get super anxious when they see the school calling. Yeah, right? I haven't like, had one yet. Like, have you had the school call you? I mean, our kids well, are preschool. Yes, like I, and luckily yeah. it's been just because like, you know, so-and-so's gotten hurt today or they're not feeling well. But like, you know that it's not good news. It's either they're sick and you've got to come pick them up. <laughs> yes, We're coming out of a true. pandemic or- they just got in really big trouble. Yeah, that is true. So when that's the only time parents are receiving calls from school, it can be really anxiety provoking every time you see that number pop up on caller ID. That's true. 
I mean, that was legit me today. That was, you got a call from school. Yeah. Well, aftercare, because, you know, he, his finger got caught in a door and I knew like they don't ever call. So I knew something was up. Yeah. Poor guy. I know. Oh, he's fine. That's, that's good. You can accept. He might lose a fingernail, but he's fine. They grow back. It's incredible. But I, when we would do parent teacher conferences, I, I enjoyed them when we were working together. I enjoyed that night. Um, granted the students that, and the families that we were working with, they had already been, or like had a foot in the door when it came to special education because our school was a special education school. So it might've been the family's like first go around with what does that mean? Like being in a therapeutic day school, or it was like families who are familiar with the district because of siblings and things like that. Um, but how have you had, I'm trying to think of like my family and like any of my friends and they're all pretty young still. Have you had experience where people are like really new to special education? Like those first conversations? Yeah. Um, and I think it's just a lot of questions. There's so many acronyms in special education that right. it, some of it's just a learning process. I think too, like even with all of the standardized testing that happens, like I know that my sisters even reached out to like ask for an explanation on what the scores mean and the percentiles mean, because, you know, their teachers maybe didn't explain it very well or like just shared the numbers or the data and didn't really say much more. And so then you're, you're this parent receiving all these numbers and you don't know how to interpret them. And, right. um, so I think that that's just something I always think of is like, how can we, for, for parents who aren't educators, how can we put this in a parent friendly language? Oh, totally. Right. Whether they're special ed, gen ed, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause that's a possibility with these, with the, like the fall parent teacher conferences, it could be now that teachers have become familiar and they've done some testing to see where kids are. And there's been time in the school year to see how kids are academically, socially, emotionally progressing, that it is a possibility again, maybe hopefully not the first time but it could be the first time that teachers and a team are suggesting more supports for your student so in while well, like maybe as a parent you're feeling like yes this would be incredibly helpful it makes sense it could also feel like a what now what does that mean for my kid moment right and and parent teacher conferences at least for my child school and preschool they're 10 minutes so it's not a very long time to like hear the information process it and then like come back with questions yeah so there's a lot that I just kind of shared in there so one if it's your a parent who then gets that information um I think for both of us we want to say like any kind of support a child needs is just to help them yeah Right? Like it'll be, it's, it can feel like 
whether like you are taking on some responsibilities as a parent, like what did I do wrong? Is there something that I missed? What if I could could do something differently? And what's beautiful about our kids is that there's time and there's great interventions and supports that schools can hopefully put in place to help your child either academically, socially with friends and things like that, or emotionally. I mean, there's, like you said, we're coming out of this pandemic. There's so much our kids are going through at all ages. I mean, I keep referring to younger kids, but this can happen at, at really any age in school. Yeah. And as things change and our kids change and expectations change and social rules change, academic demands change. There's a lot to navigate. Totally. So it kind of reminds me of like your, your classroom is like popcorn, right? They, they all pop at different times, meaning like some students might progress really fast at the beginning and some others might take a little bit of time, but they're all, you know, yeah. Um, so I think it's really easy for us parents to like pay attention. And I think we do it even when they're babies or when they're younger, right? Are they meeting all of their milestones and and if they're delayed, oh my God, what does oh my that gosh, mean? What percentile is your kid in for height? What percentile right. are they in for weight? Like, it's just, it's a natural thing to do to compare. Yeah. Um, And they are compared in a way all throughout their academic life. You know, like you said, like the data and the numbers, they're comparing it to some quote unquote normative data. So that is true to some extent, but it also means that children, like you're saying, it's okay for them to develop and grow at their own pace. Um, So our hope is that like, if that comes up for you as a parent in your parent-teacher conference in the next upcoming weeks, that you can like take a breath and either be like an aha moment, like I, I knew something might be going on, or take it as an opportunity to be like, okay, it doesn't mean anything's necessarily wrong. Right. It's just how in the world of education is is wild. In the sense that like sometimes it's expected that the curriculum that works for 28 kids doesn't work for the remaining two. And it's just their learning style. It right. truly is, right? And then there's other curriculums out there and there's other supports that can help kids. So I know we are just big advocates for like, if your child needs something more, it's for the better. It's for the good. I think the other thing to think about too, is that, you know, if you walk away from your parent teacher conferences and you're processing all of this information that, you know, the teachers just shared with you, it's okay to follow up with questions, right? To say like, say the same thing. Yeah. Like I, as a, as a former teacher and as an administrator now, like I, by no means am I ever offended when a family is like, hey, you know, I thought about this a little bit more. I have a few follow-up questions. Can we set up another time to chat? I agree. I found that those are the parents that I like really enjoyed working with were the ones where I felt like, okay, there's like a great partnership in that. And it took yes. effort on both ends, right? Like it was me as an educator coming in, recognizing that I know all that, like you said, like this jargon, this like speech and language, language really, um, that they might not know, but my job is to not only help their kid, but it's my job to help the family recognize what I'm doing, right? how I'm doing it, why I'm doing it. And in a way that they can then go, this is good for my kid. I like this. Well, that's how um, it's successful. And I understand. 
That's right? how it's successful is when you have yeah. that true partnership. Yes. Um, so, and so, yeah. And like from a parent perspective, I think they're obviously like, and now like looking back on the teachers and stuff that we worked with, like in other schools too, like there were teachers that were great partners and there were teachers that were not as great of partners. Yep. Um, and that's just how it is too. So hopefully as a parent, you can come in and say those questions, like help me understand what does this mean? How is that going to impact my child in the classroom? What is it? What's it going to, what will their day look like? Um, and it could be something like they're going to get pulled out to work on speech or they're going to get pulled out to be in a social skills group, or they're going to be, there's going to be a different teacher who's going to push into the classroom and help them with writing or whatever. There are so many different areas of support that, um, and like you said, like being able to follow, if you have more questions, like following up with a teacher as many times as you want, like yeah. there, <laughs> there, you want to feel like, you know, what's going on, um, and to have that good open communication. So when those hard days happen, you hear about those, but also you'll be hearing about those successes as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, like you, I mean, I, like I said, I enjoy parent-teacher conferences. It is, like I said, they're going to share like positives and areas of growth. I think that's just like a format. I kind of viewed it as like how I would when I would get like my annual reviews as staff. Yeah. Like my principal is like never going to say only good things. You're perfect. You have oh, nothing yeah, to work like, on. Cool, cool. I might think that about myself. I'm just kidding. But like <laughs> there's always areas to grow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's always different areas to learn. And so I think coming in to parent teacher conferences with that similar attitude about kids, like they're where they're at, which is great. And as parents, we just always want them to keep getting better and learn more. There was one teacher that I um used to work with that would call it a student's glows and grows. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Right. I like that a lot. Yes. It's not like positive and negatives. I nope. think glows and grows. Glows and grows. Nice way to Stellar. just think that, think about it, you know? Yeah. I, I do want to think about it that way. I think yeah. we should share that with a, every educator or parent. Maybe we'll create a resource with that one. Oh, I love that. Well, I hope the parent teacher conferences go well for you. We actually just had the younger ones um, last week. Oh, really? Yeah, because he, well, with, you know, he's in daycare, but right. they still do parent-teacher conferences. Good, good um, for them. And it's because he's about to move up into the next classroom. So it's kind oh. of like, like a wrap up of here's, here's, you know, how he did how he's during done. his time yes. with us. They match it to the early childhood standards. Um which is always funny because, you know, my husband's not in education. And so I feel like he always has a ton of questions at those parent-teacher <laughs> conferences. And I have absolutely none because, you know, I'm even thinking of like the upcoming preschool one. I, I'm familiar with all of the curriculum that they're using. Like it's stuff I've used yes. before too. Yes. So I'm that parent that doesn't ask questions. I nod, I smile, I say thank you. And I'm on my way. And my <laughs> husband is the one that asks a multitude of questions. What a good balance though. But I need to like reframe my thinking and that like, yes. he's not in the education world. Yes. Um, so. But yeah, yeah, similarly, like how we said, it shouldn't be the first time as a parent you're hearing anything major, 
But on the flip side, I also appreciate it as an educator, if parent had concerns that parent teacher conferences weren't the first time I was hearing about it either, 100%. either about like the work I was doing with students or the progress they were, weren't making, um, I, again, it just goes back to that communication is key. Um, and these parent-teacher conferences are just like a slight blurb of making sure this communication happens, but hopefully it isn't the start. Hopefully it's already been starting and it shouldn't be the end until the next like spring parent-teacher conferences. Right. But really like becoming your child's team. Yeah. And as a parent, you're part of that. As a teacher, you're part of that. Um, so yeah, we, yeah. And we just hope that they go well for you guys. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all of the latest, you can follow us on Instagram at underscore and then we had kids. Thanks again. And like we say, life used to be carefree. And then we had kids.